Nah, I tried that already. I tried to be an Andrew wannabe and I ended up with all this gear I don't use. Sell it back to him. We're live. Join Andrew Hall. Hector Garcia. One mission, one rule. Make accounting fun. Welcome to Friday Night Live with the Kills. Are you ready? We have special guests. I think most of you know Lisa. Uh, if you don't, uh, you've got to get to know her. She's bubbly. She's funny. She's hilarious. Uh, Lisa, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself for those who don't know you already? Okay. Um, I am the owner of Bonfire Bookkeeping here on Vancouver Island, and I have been a bookkeeper for about probably 15, 16 years and owned my business for five uh, just this past January. Feels like a pretty big milestone, thankfully. Um, and I've got two kids and a husband, and I escaped the house on a Friday night at eight o'clock feels like a pretty big deal <laughs> but isn't friday night just any night now in this new reality no. oh really you guys like no. it's friday we're gonna do friday stuff i mean yeah like friday for me lately is the only time that i actually feel like i get a real break well that's Truly. cool because i often forget what day it is there's there's <laughs> so there's this person i follow on twitter they put a tweet out several times throughout the day reminding people what day it is and it's actually helpful i'm serious it's like uh, groundhog no, day that point yet i wish that i could forget what day it is but okay what month is it then rapid fire may <laughs> <laughs> there you had to think about it didn't you <laughs> see but i think that's because i'm so stuck in april <laughs> there you go <laughs> So that's, I mean, one of the good things I actually would be worthwhile talking about is uh, you're absolutely crushing it. And you're actually one of the few people mid COVID that's hiring. Um, so congratulations on that. I mean, I think that's, that's, that's a huge win. Thank you. Um, what, what do you chalk up that success to? I don't know if I would call it success if we're being honest. Um, I just desperately need help and I have a fortunate circumstance where um, I have a lot of people to help with data entry and the bookkeeping up to a certain point, Actually, but the, the more that I grow, that's higher. I'm getting a little bit of feedback. What's happening? That was my oh. doing. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> um, sorry. So I have a lot of people to help with data entry, but the more that I grow, the more I become the bottleneck and there's only one of me and only so many hours in the day. And so I, I really need to find someone who can um, be more of like a critical thinker, someone who can um, reach out to clients, feel comfortable being client facing, have client meetings. Um, and unfortunately no one on my team at the moment feels comfortable doing that. So I need to find the right person. I'll work for you. Please. I would. Yeah. <laughs> you would not. You'd be mean to me, though. I can tell. <laughs> not. Boss, get to let the whip. Get to work. Slave. How many billable hours do you have? I think you've told everyone you'd be a shitty employee. I think you've outright told the world you would make a horrible employee. I am a shitty employee. I'll, I'll have so, you know. So am I. Well, I think we all know I think entrepreneurs are unemployable, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I'm Absolutely. a shitty employee. I was the worst. Just because um, I was a rebel, basically. Yeah, actually, even when I, like, I actually, I worked in companies for a really long time and I was absolutely like a loyal company girl, never thought that I would even have my own business. But what I did notice was that every time I had an idea or could see how things could be better, I absolutely resented that I wasn't able to pull the trigger on anything to change anything. So now the, my mistakes are my mistakes. My wins are my wins, but uh, at least they're mine. 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 Yeah. 
that's the thing, right? It's it's a kind of a possession possessiveness that we have over our own businesses. Like some days I sit down and I think, I made pretty good money back in the day with a full-time <laughs> job and benefits and paid vacation and all Clocked that stuff. Five o'clock. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. Weekends, you didn't worry about it. Evenings, you didn't worry about it. And yet the thought of going back, and I've thought of it a few times, it just doesn't work. I just can't work it out in my head how I would go back into an office and work an eight to five or nine to five or six to three like I used to and actually make a day of it and not be unhappy. <laughs> so I'll take all the pain and the risk and the and the loneliness and and all that because it's it's like you're you're creating something and it's mm-hmm. uniquely yours. And I think that's I think we're all selfish is what it comes down to. What do you think? I think it's sometimes uh, we're well, no all... selfish in a good way because you oh, know yeah. it, it, it's 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 a vested interest in what we're trying to accomplish. I think too many employers they lack the ability to get people to take ownership of mm-hmm. their job and their role and their and I used to manage em- employees. I've managed groups from three or four to up to thirty, and I've always made it about ownership. You know, mm-hmm. here's how you fit in and here's why you're important and here's why it's important. But, you know, people just go, yeah, yeah, this is Brad talking. To you. Don't worry about it. It's it's hard. And that's why, to me, the most successful businesses are the ones that do that get people to buy in. And that's why you need creative incentives or, mm-hmm. you know, give them reason to come in and, and have as much fun as you are. Because we just automatically think that because we're so passionate that everyone's just going to think like we do. Yeah. And I think that's where companies really struggle. And I have a client, um, a coffee client here in, in Calgary, They're pretty big. And he can't get over the fact that he loves what he does so much. And so does his brother, but they can't get the people to get on, on board with that. It's just a yeah. job to them. So, yeah. I mean, I'm having the same problem over here too. And I, I mean, truthfully, I've never been this close to being really burnt out. Like, I love, I love bookkeeping. Like, I, I cannot even believe that I accidentally found this career or job or business or any of that. I am so thrilled that it happened. Um, but that absolutely does not translate, um, especially when you start to get tired yourself. And, um, I've, I've never really been a manager and, um, I love people, but I've found it really difficult actually to, um, make people feel the same way about even bookkeeping or my business, um, that I do. And, and that's normal, but I wish I was better at kind of, um, bringing people to that place of like bookkeeping really can be fun in my opinion and you can love it. And um, I don't know how actually to encourage people to feel the same way. So Andrew, you must have some good advice in this area. I've met your team. I've hung out with your team and in San Jose and Toronto. Who's that girl that you guys punked? When, <laughs> punked? You, you know, your employee and your team that you punked in Toronto. Are we allowed to talk about this? <laughs> no, the big the big one where you told her that she had an opportunity to meet the restaurant guy mm. and she got all upset. Oh, How can you probably, forget that? Probably Karen. Yeah, that was Karen. Remember? You got I, it on you, video and everything? No, but it, I, what I mean must, is you yeah. got... You guys have a great, you guys have a great chemistry. Your team is cool, you know, and they're good people. That's a challenge. And Andrew's got a a sizable team. I've spent time in his office. Literally, I slept there for a few nights in Toronto. (laughs) Um, It's a good crew. I mean, it's totally doable. We've got so many people in our community that have these teams with great culture. So, you know, hit them up. Well, I I think the one thing you know, I think everyone's experience is different. I think mm-hmm. uh, one of the things is, first of all, you're seeking to find another you. You're not going to find another you. So like take that concept and throw it in the garbage. Well, and actually um, like to clarify, I want someone better than me. Yeah. I don't want another me. I want someone different and better than me. What if they, what if they fire you though? <laughs> not, not you probably better. would. You're out of here. The one, the one thing that me nuts about you, Lisa, and I tell you this over and over again, oh, you no. constantly under you know what I mean? Like, yep. I, I don't think you realize how amazing everyone else yep. thinks you are and how amazing you are. Yep. 
and and sometimes like uh, and whether it's done in humor or, or whatnot um like you say oh i haven't been that successful the fact that you are hiring and the fact that you've got so much work that you're burnt out during this crisis is a testament that you are doing something amazing you are wowing your customers you are doing something amazing in sales you are knocking it out of the park i'm telling you you are part of the one percent like you are the top and i don't mean to make you cry i can see it's gonna happen no let's do it (laughs) (laughs) Um, nothing like a live cry (laughs) first one (laughs) for for you to to hire someone better than you is is going to be next to impossible false false i will take that (laughs) okay let's hear why i will take it um because well, in a different way, like I am so lucky that I, I have a CPA working with me. Um, so you and... could hire me. <laughs> there you go, I'm I in. bet your price tag is a little different. Ah, I'll give you the family okay, discount. So you have a, I, I'm still willing to bet you that I would not think that that CPA person is better than you. I don't think a designation makes up anyone no. better than anyone. Well, no. I mean, he can really build these beautiful spreadsheets that like, that I can't. That does not make I mean, him it better. depends on what we're, what we're qualifying, I guess, then. Like, what's the criteria? Like, he's definitely smarter than me. I'll, I'll, without a doubt, he's smarter than me. He can look at something that I'm like, I can't even look at this for another Yeah, minute. he's book smart. He just, those tax <laughs> geeks, they read a book and they go, I'm smart. They're does not he all have, smart. Does he have the ability to attract and retain new businesses? Is he a rainmaker? Does he have the social and interpersonal skills that you have? Does he, does he know how to party like you do? Does he know how to dance like mm-hmm. you do? See? And stay up till three o'clock in the morning like At I do. Three? No. That's early for us. You know that. <laughs> exactly. No, it's the and, package. And 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 Andrew's right, Lisa. I mean, you're like this rising, well, I'm not gonna say rising star. You are a star in our community. You totally <laughs> undervalue you guys are being weird. Your talent. No, we're not <laughs> um, even drunk. <laughs> I know, and no one told me I was I love sleeping. you, man. <laughs> I've got some leftover cold coffee and a bottle of water. Yeah, I think Andrew and I both have the same thing in mind. We're going to, you know, put you on the spot a bit. Right? What is happening? You told me that you had to you had to know that we haven't well, no, you know how we we sometimes like to tease our Andrew. Bradley. We will avoid that, okay? Thank you. Okay. That will not be done. I I've had I will find out your middle name and use it if (laughs) Todd. There you go. You can't. I'm, now it's in my arsenal. Todd. Todd. Call me Bradley Todd if you're pissed off. And if my yeah. mother's listening, that's what she used to call me when she was yeah, mad. So. Same over here. Bradley Todd. Oh, shit. Then I'm screwed. Yeah. Um, so I have a question about your growth. I'm yeah. assuming that it's pure organic. Is it? Is it just coming out of client referrals? Are you doing anything on the sales and marketing? Because I'm imagining if you're so burnt out, you don't have time for sales and marketing. No, I really wish I I really wish I did because I actually have um, these like two ideas that I've been stewing about for so, so long. And I would, I think actually now would be the perfect time to take action on them, but I don't have time to make sure everything else is all the other balls are in the air without, um, with so adding what, something new. What, where, where do you spend majority of your time? What's your number one biggest daily task? Um, it's a combination of doing the work and having meetings and meetings primarily right now. Um, and, and meetings are probably the one part that you're not going to be able to cut out if you're now that, that face and that voice. And even as you're, as you're going to get into, if you can get someone who's going to be able to do that for you, you're going to have to phase them in, which means you're going to have those meetings with them for the first little bit. Yeah. But you should really, like you said, you've already got a data entry team. You've got this amazing CPA. You should not be lifting uh, a finger to type a keystroke anymore. Your sole job should be client meetings and yes. focusing. And you've got to take some time for yourself if you're getting burnt out because it happens a lot in this industry, right? People, people burn themselves out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got to figure out a way that, that you can dump off some of that, that task work. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you're going to, and I'm glad that you're hiring someone and you're on the right track to do it. Um, and how are you looking for that new person? I saw a job post on Facebook. What else are you doing to find and attract the right people? Nothing yet. I have a lovely VA, um, virtual assistant that, um, kind of, she stepped away from things for a while, but, uh, recently I just contacted her again and she was amazing 
she did all of the pre-screening work for me. Um, you guys may not know this, but I'm a little bit of a bleeding heart. And if I read someone's oh, resume oh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, I, love them so them. <laughs> I can, I can train them. I can work with this. Like I really like them. Um, it's okay that they're a criminal. They just got out of jail. <laughs> yeah. But they're a nice person. Exactly. I I'm just a little bit of a bezelment. Um, and, uh, anyway, so when I, when those things crossed my, like you guys might've noticed, um, in the post that I made, I made some, uh, like key, like you need to do this and yep. this. Yep. And I know that yeah, that's you, not like, I didn't you make need that to like up. Booking? Yeah. Like booking is fun. <laughs> and like anybody who couldn't yeah. write that in like their message or their, Sorry, in their um, email or, or message to me. Like, I don't think that they would be, they wouldn't believe it if they couldn't say it. So it wasn't meant to be uh, like a smart assy thing to do, but I know that I'm not the very first person to uh, create those uh, obvious, um, you're automatically disqualified. And you guys, like no one read. There was like a-, a yeah tiny amount of people who actually read the the thing so immediately disqualified a certain amount of people. people and it was so much easier for me because then I don't have to go through like the bleeding heart part of like <laughs> cut this down and now we have a short list and anyway so if that works I would love to hire within the community because it feels a lot safer I think that um people would know me well enough a little to be like this will work or it won't and um even and then that would be my first choice to hire within the community especially because yeah. I love this community so much that if people are hurting and I have a job that I can offer someone um I mean they'd have to put up with me but if we can keep it like in the family I would love to be able to do that so uh second second choice would be having my virtual assistant help and she goes through the whole list and just gives me three um, qualifying candidates that then I do the second interview with them and it worked really well last time I hired two people um, was only planning to hire one last time and hired two so I'm hoping that I would have the same results again and anybody who is hiring right now I don't know about you guys but it's probably a bit of a um the pick of the litter in some cases. Like I think a lot of people are going to be looking for work that may not have been three months ago. So aren't you worried about them looking for work as soon as things start to turn around or or going back to what they were doing? Or going back to yeah, their own business. Um I don't I don't not really. But I'm like an eternal optimist and there you go the you'll, you'll win them over so I, I know where you live and i don't say that to be stalkers i've been to shawnigan <laughs> shawnigan lake um in and for those of you who don't know shawnigan lake is north of victoria bc on vancouver island it's one of the coolest places you'll ever be or you ever visit i spent probably a week out there many summers ago i was actually spent three hours on vancouver island and my brother had a friend who had a, a cabin on shawnigan so I stayed there, I think, on three different occasions on that trip. I would kind of come through, hang out. We'd go out on the boat. It's a beautiful place. So it's not a very big place. No. So where do you where do you draw your clients from in such a small place, first of all? And second of all, are you, are you hiring local? Or are you just going virtual? You're just going to hire anyone Canada-wide to help you? Yep. I, I would absolutely hire Canada-wide. Um, we... we I think it's really challenging to find people to hire um, in our industry across Canada right now um, until maybe this happened. But when I was originally looking to hire, there was no one who was doing what I, what we are doing that didn't already have their own businesses. So there was, there was really no opportunity to hire someone who had even heard of Receive Inc. or and, and in a lot of cases, like in my, in my tiny little town, like I was the, I was the one who was like accounting firms, like, have you checked out the software? Like you guys should see this. And we do a lot of events, well, not as much anymore, but um, 
we were doing a lot of events at like fun, cool places like wineries and the accountants would come out and, and other bookkeepers too from all surrounding areas. And um, so I think that part of just the organic growth and looking for people, they both resulted from just sharing like the love of all of this cool stuff we get to do to deal with now. So. Yeah, we, we sort of take that for granted. I had the most interesting conversation yesterday with a potential client. Um, you know, QuickBooks, I handle all the, all different, everyone, every version, desktop or online, when I support it. And this person calls me up and says, we were on Sage for several years. Um, they said, we didn't really know how to use it. We didn't have a clue. We had our bookkeeper doing it and our bookkeepers never t- told us how to use it. And we never figured it out. And then we said, screw it. Someone told us to go on QuickBooks. They said QuickBooks. They did all their homework and all their friends in their community said QuickBooks, but they didn't know the difference between desktop and online. Yeah. So they purchased, they went down to Staples and they oh, purchased no. QuickBooks uh, Desktop Pro and it hadn't been set up and they're saying, hey, let's do a conversion and it costs us 300 bucks and we're raring to go. And I said, are you willing to eat that 300 bucks and just write it off? Because here's where you went wrong. And I explained to them what's going on. And I went through it back and forth, all the different things that we're doing in in the space now and how cloud accounting is so important. And they didn't have any inventory. It was purely just services and related consulting and things like that. And they were also looking for a bookkeeper. Mm -hmm. Once we get them all, they say, can you find me a bookkeeper? And I said, well, I could, but I think it'll be easier if you're on QuickBooks online. And here's why. And I mm-hmm. gave her all these reasons why. And at the end, her and her husband, who owned this pit, they actually own a few businesses, went, well, you've given us some food for thought. We'll get back to you. Because they had no idea that QuickBooks is, is, is not just QuickBooks. I think the Intuit really has to work harder on that, mm-hmm. differentiating the two. So my point is, is that, you know, we get all excited about the direction of the industry and the things we do. Mm-hmm. But it's all around that cloud. There's nothing wrong with desktop. I love desktop. It's, it's mm-hmm. my lo- most lucrative um, line this year. I get more big projects out of it. But there's a time and place for it. Mm-hmm. So convey that love to somebody you're trying to hire. So I think at the end of the day, when you are hiring people, I think gauge how passionate they get. Because you want, if you want somebody to be somewhat like you, find that passion even if they don't know the software and they're a bit deer in the headlights, you can teach them that. They can oh, go yeah. get um, pro advisor status and all that stuff. But if you can find someone that can can take that Kool-Aid like we do and get all excited by it, then you've got your hire. So I think looking beyond just, you know, the empathy is a great part with everyone, but look for somebody who has a sense of humor and passion and and that you could take to a conference. Think of it that way. Could yeah. I take this person to a conference? And what would they get out of it? Like, would yeah. they love it as much as we do? Well, I hope so. I well, hope that they would Andrew, be you know, Andrew brings his team to conferences all the time. I see people bring their teams to conferences all the time. They have a riot. Yeah. So. It would be a dream come true. I have heard of people who have brought their teams to conferences, though. And uh, the conference ends, like, at the conference so they don't come to the um events and the schmoozing and like all the really like that's where the best conversations happen oh that's where it all happens (laughs) yeah yeah i I can tell you from my standpoint with with our team my my team still doesn't love it as much as as i oh they're just going because you're there well i think they they enjoy it um but they're they're not they don't have the same level of passion i think that that's the hard part I, i think you know to find someone that's got that same level of passion inevitably they're going to want to in that if you're not offering partnership opportunities down the road that they're working towards they're going to want it you know this this community breeds entrepreneurs right yeah. like it's they're, they're going to come they're going to see the content and they're going to if they're really as focused and motivated and, and passionate as we are they're going to build their own business and maybe that's fine maybe this is a short-term hire for you um but i think if you find that like it's, it's this hard fine line right you want to find an entrepreneur that's like you but in the long term that will probably never really work out unless you're willing to make them a true partner in the business Um, and I think that what you have to do is you're going to have to have some sacrifices and know that 
just because someone isn't as good as you um, at certain skill sets doesn't mean you can't delegate that to them to them mm -hmm. just because they don't know the product right now um let's like i know you're looking for someone who's going to hit the ground running as was i think your description yeah um, and and my experience with that is no matter how well trained someone is you're going to be investing time in training right because you have yeah. your own processes your own way of doing things you're gonna have to invest in them and and i know you know that um so the to me it's never about like hiring someone who can hit the ground running because i know no matter what experience and, um, you know, uh, great resume that you have, you're never going to hit the ground running in my business because I have the, my way of doing things and I'm going to have to teach you that process and mm -hmm. onboard you. Um, and I guess the, I guarantee, I know you're, you've thought this through because you're detail oriented. What's your onboarding package like? What, what does it look like when you bring on a new employee? Well, not to put me on the spot or anything. <laughs> Totally put you uh, on the spot. <laughs> uh, I I think it's actually pretty. I mean, I think it's pretty dialed in now. Um, but there's always room for improvement. Um, always. And to, to your point too, um, I'm. There is a huge. There's huge uh, pros to hiring someone green, because then you train them and coach them into what you want them to be and there's no, and they have bad, no habits. bad habits there's no bad yeah. bad habits um but really and truly i i don't have the bandwidth to even do the grassroots beginning to end like i have already hired someone who i actually hired to be like i called it the client experience manager um right. and because we're not in person and um I hired her within a week of this all happening. Um, I've had to kind of revisit the plan and I, I'm going to need to make her into a bookkeeper on top of like onboarding clients and all of those things too. But the, the key is that it takes a whole different level of energy to train someone um, and especially train in this environment right now yeah. um all of these wage subsidies and all of the wrenches that are getting thrown in the way like i am so oh. i've never been i'm a pretty <laughs> i'm a pretty reactive person and not in the way <laughs> that that sounds um but anything that comes into my inbox i'm like oh i need to oh god every, everything's burning down I need to fix it fix it fix it um yeah. and I, i've never felt more reactive than I feel right now, like there's, there's no extra. Um, and I tend, this is a sign of a bad manager, but I tend to like bury myself and try and bang out yeah. the work as fast as possible myself, because I know I yeah. can do it and just like, go, go, go. But if I was being really smart <laughs> and I say that you would take knowing, like I probably, I would love to hear your, your opinion actually, because sometimes when I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I have to get X, Y, and Z done today, uh -huh. the smart Lisa would be like, okay, who's going to do this? And I'm going to be available to help them with it. Who's going to do this? And I'm going to be available to help them with it. Instead of trying to like, just do everything myself and leave the team to do what they think is the right thing at the moment. But like, how do yeah. you actually do that? I think we all struggle with it first, first and foremost. Um, you're not alone in that. Okay. I, Thank I think you. We all do that. And, and I mean, cause what's also going to happen is you're going to delegate it. Someone's going to fuck something up. Mm -hmm. That's what, that's inevitable. It's going to happen. Um, and you've got to work on your coping me mechanisms because your first reaction, uh, or at least my first reaction was you fucked it up. I got to do it. I got to fix it. Right. <laughs> and you go and you sit down and my, my, my default, like I'm is to, um, I'm someone asked me a question. My default is to be like, okay, um, stand up. Let me, can I have your chair for a minute and get my hands on the keyboard? Yes. It, it's, I have to literally make a conscious effort not to do that and mm -hmm. to be like, okay, this is going to take me twice as long to do, but I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to coach you through what to do. You need to be the one with your hands on the keyboard and I'm going to, and it's going to take me fucking twice as long, especially now yeah. that you have to do it through zoom and you can't literally stand over their shoulder hey can we use um, the f-bomb now that michael's not here yes because <laughs> i'm on the show 
Um, but, and I'm trying to rein it in. And, and it's going to be, it's going to be so hard for you, especially when you're swamped, mm-hmm. but you will never get out of being swamped if you don't invest the time. Yes. It's just the, the bottom line. You, you will not get out of this, no matter who you hire and how many people you hire, what you're going to end up with is a whole team of people sitting around twiddling their thumbs, waiting for, waiting you. for you. Yeah. yeah. And I've been through that myself and it doesn't work. You have to um, hire people who are self-starters yeah. who are going to come to you and who are going to know, like the, the most important skill that I hire for is like, can you do a really good Google search? If you can do a Boolean search on Google, you're fucking hired. <laughs> and actually this- that's how I learned. Like my, my mentor learned. left me to my own devices a lot of the time. And that's how I learned was like, there has to be a way to figure this out so that I know what to do before she comes back. Um, but logistically though, tell me about how, like, how do you plan out your week so that you have like your achievables with like room for buffers and like, or do you start the morning and say, this is what everyone's doing today. So we do it on a weekly basis. So not, we don't do daily standups. Maybe we should, but we, we don't, it's, it's once a week. Um, We have a, a team, what we call our whip meeting. Um, where we basically go through and, and for us, everything's ran through my CRM. So I have a dashboard so that I can monitor everything. I think one of the most important things is you've got to have some way of monitoring your business. Um, I don't care what that is, uh, whether that's a Sana, whether that's a Google whether that's Google Sheets. It doesn't really matter what it is, but you've got to have something where you're managing your ongoing projects, how long it's taking, uh, have your KPIs. It should take this long so that you can know, okay, this file is this file is with your team and it's supposed to take three days. It's taking, it's sitting there for five days. Why hasn't it moved forward? Because what we, what I found is what would happen. And I think this is the nature of all people is we take our difficult tasks and we put them to the bottom of our pile, right? Mm-hmm. And so what happens is if you allow people to self-manage, uh, they will take all their busy tasks and put them to the pile, bottom of the pile. And if you're not coming back to them being like, why isn't that done? I need you to move that up in your pile. I need you to make this a priority. Yeah. They'll just inevitably shift it because to them, they're never going to have the same value uh, uh, as you about your clients and your business mm-hmm. and uh, nor understand to your level what making those mistakes of making a client wait an extra week mm-hmm. because it's a more complicated answer than getting back to them in a timely fashion. So whatever that is, you have your dashboard. Um, for us, that's all done in Infusionsoft. We yeah. meet once a week. We literally go through the entire workflow. And then of course we have that for our standard T2 that goes on um, every week of every year. Um, and then we also do that. We'll have a uh, same thing for when we're in T1 season, when we're in T4 season, yeah. and we just monitor it like that. Um, so so that's, are that's you... how we do it. Uh, Can I... Sorry, I'm getting, I'm all excited now. Um, How much do you, how much of the work are you doing? Like, do you have your own like files and you do your own work on top of managing everybody else? Or do you have a manager? So yes. um, Yes and no. So I'm, I'm effectively the manager. Um, I have a client block that I'm doing my best to shrink. It's one of my biggest weaknesses that I know I should, I should have zero clients, but I don't. I have right now about a third of the clients. I do not take any new clients anymore at all myself. And I just have some of my legacy clients. Occasionally, if there's issues or, you know, it's a friend or something like that, I'll take the odd file. But my goal is to not take any new files. And then hopefully after 11 years, which is the average lifespan of our clients, I will have no clients. Um, I love that but you know right that. Now, yeah, well, I can, I can tell you by each account manager what their net promoter score is. And this is part of my dashboard. What's their net promoter score and how many years of service? What's their average years of service? And what's their lifetime value of their customers? Yeah. And I think like each of us figures out their own KPIs. Those are mine, right? So yeah. I want to know how long are you keeping your clients? How happy are your clients? Um, how much are we making off your clients, right? Yeah. Three, three important KPIs for me. Um, but I have a block. Um, but even my own block, I don't do everything on that block of clients. I do one thing for that block of clients the meeting. So I manage the relationship. Um, I don't do a lick of work other than what I do in that meeting. So while I'm in that meeting, I might make a few adjusting entries. I might um, run some reports and I will print out the final package for the client. Um, but outside of that, 
hour or hour and a half that I spend with them, uh, I don't do anything. But I'm also then doing sales and marketing and, um, you know, managing the, the production, working on new systems. So, um, but in the client work itself, I do one thing, which is meeting with the clients and that's it. And even then it's only a a third. It's so starkly obvious, like even hearing you say it, that I'm not managing my time the best way. Have you guys read Clockwork by chance? No. no. Um, Mike Michalowicz. Oh, it's Michalowicz. Really, really good. And I actually got to hear him speak um, at a a conference. Um, Anyway, it doesn't matter. But his book is really good. And then he Sorry? So he's almost as funny as you. He has nothing on me. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't listen, Mike. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, anyway, he was in the book. He identifies like something he calls the queen bee role which it doesn't like queen bee is just uh, the nature aspect of like every beehive has this role. It can be done by different people interchangeably, but the role is the most important thing that is keeping uh, that species alive. So when you think about it for business, uh, the queen bee role is like the single greatest thing you, your business needs to be doing for the business to survive. And um, I think reading that book, the thing that makes my business work is the meetings or are the meetings would be better English. Um, And it is interesting because it is one of the things I like least doing um, or at least leading up to it. I always have like crazy, like anxiety of like, oh, they're going to be like, what's happening with this file? And they're going to be mad at me and all of the stuff that goes into it. But once I'm in the meeting, and they like, we've had the most incredible experiences. Like one of my clients, we had, I worked with him for two years and he refused to do a meeting. I finally got him to come in for a meeting. We spent two and a half hours together. And he was like, this is the best meeting I've ever had in the entire time I've had a business. And I think entrepreneurship, it can be really lonely. And um, I, so anyway, back to the queen bee role. So if I was managing my time effectively, that's the only thing I should really be doing is like connecting with clients and yeah. that's it. Because I'll tell you, that's the one thing that they value the most in my yeah. experience. They don't value they work. It's that one hour of explaining to them the work. And ha- and sometimes, it, sometimes it's not even talking about the freaking file. I've certainly had review meetings where we end up just going on tangents about something completely different. Um, and they walk away and that is going to determine whether they come back next year, whether they refer someone else, not the work. And if you kick, if you, if you hit that out of the park, if you hit that meeting out of the park, you can screw up all the bookkeeping you want, as long as you fix it and get it corrected. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would agree with that actually. Not that I push that boundary very often, but it absolutely the human to human connection. I think leading, leading into this COVID stuff, I was feeling really um like that was a recurring theme like all anyone really cares about is the human to human connection nobody cares about compliance um I hate to say it because I love compliance and like that's a lot of what I do but I've never had a client's client say like compliance is the most important thing to me they mostly don't care um so the right to make them feel comfortable yeah we know our clients stress about this shit it 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 it, you know keeps them up at night they don't understand it they get afraid our job is to make them feel warm and fuzzy and if we can do that they'll think we're amazing yes absolutely don't (laughs) Don't just no (laughs) no but everything is i mean most of the time it's everything is doable too and in my experience um being in it with someone is the most important thing. Like, I don't know about you guys, you guys, um, Andrew, you probably are a little bit lucky because you co-own the business with your dad or no, you do. Yeah. 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 Um, but for me, like, I don't have someone to bounce ideas off of. And when I try to talk to my husband about it, (laughs) he doesn't really care that much. And like, none of my friends care, no one cares. So who am I going to talk to about it? And I imagine you guys. Um, but I imagine like a lot of the entrepreneurs feel the same way. Like this is 
toil, toil and grind and all of those things. And no one kind of really gets it. Um, so having a meeting with someone and sitting in it with them, even if you don't have anything profound to say, just being in it with them, I think goes a long way and, and being curious too. I think that a lot of the best conversations that I've ever really had with um, leads, with clients, with just random people, getting curious about what drives them and makes them tick, like they'll remember you for that. Why should be the most popular word in your vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. Curiosity is so key because it leads into so many interesting yes. conversations, right? Yeah. And I think that one of the other things that that um, I was guilty of when I first started out and is, is talking too much. <laughs> Feeling like my job was to talk and explain and tell everything. And as I've gotten better at this and, and, and what I've learned is the more that I'm simply asking questions and leaning back and, and actively listening, yep. the better, the happier the clients are. Um, and the better a job that we do, because as yep. we get to understand them better and we can tailor our, solution to their individual needs that and all the juicy stuff comes out when you just shut up like it's the hardest thing I bet I ever do is to just shut up um but even when pricing and um hard conversations with people I think that when you get to that like I can always feel it coming where the conversation has taken a turn where it could go one of two ways. And if you can shut up in that moment, it will go to this like kind of like safe, special place where the stuff that they never talked about before will all start to come up. And if you can just remain in that like kind of active listening mode, they like feel like a weight has been lifted off their shoulders after. I remember, I remember having one meeting with, it was, it was a problem file. Um, Mm -hmm. It wasn't my file. I I ended up getting involved because the client was actually unhappy. And he went from being like a raving furious client at the beginning of the meeting to the end of the meeting, like just absolutely loving us because it turned out a lot of the issues and concerns he was having was not necessarily even related. He was going through his own troubles, his own issues um, and just listening to him and, and literally uh, being there to understand his his circumstances and understanding what he was going through, even though I actually couldn't change any of the circumstances, mm-hmm. uh, but just uh, being there to be, to to say like, uh, to, for him to have someone that was listening to him, that was acknowledging his concerns and trying to make things right, went him from like being ready to like roast us on social media and give us negative reviews and never refer anyone and want 100% refund to happy to pay our bill and happy to refer clients just because of, of listening. And, and I mean, again, that sort of also comes back to, that's also a skill that's very hard to teach. Um, and okay. where, again, I wish my team had, had, had that skill set and my team are okay and they're going to make mistakes. Did this is um, the types of things that you guys can improve on and try and get better because, you know, you know, I guess the, the number one thing is for, for me, and I guess it comes from so many years myself of fucking shit up. Right. <laughs> I have a lot of patience for, for people making mistakes. Mm-hmm. A lot of patience for people making mistakes. Uh, not, to, I mean, it's not to say that sometimes I don't like get my blood boil, but uh, you know, I always come back and be like, "Shit, I shouldn't have reacted that way. I'm mm-hmm. sorry." Um, because, um, but the, the more accepting I've been with my team, the better a bond it's built for me yeah. with them, and the more loyal and dedicated that they are to the organization, um, and the more honest that they become with me because um, especially starting out with from a more traditional model where um, it wasn't like that and where you made a mistake you literally had to like stand up in front of the entire office and say why you made a mistake <gasps> yep and people would oh god that's my nightmare to, oh my god <laughs> let's put her on the spot man uh, <laughs> that's a nightmare i don't think that that's not that uncommon i mean we used to have people cry i think virtually everyone who is works in my office there's literally, I think, about three people in my office who have not cried in the office, and that's only because they've only been there for five years since we sort of changed things. But the old model is it wasn't uncommon that 
but you made a mistake. And I think this, this is the old school way of doing things. Like you made a mistake. I'm going to make you feel so fucking rotten about that mistake that you'll never make that mistake again, but it doesn't work. I, I could tell you from, from my own experience, I've then made that mistake. I've been like, so afraid, like, Oh my God, I'm going to be in so much trouble. What the fuck am I going to do? Yeah. I this. <laughs> right? Yes. I and also it almost ends up being a self-fulfilling prophecy in some ways um, mm-hmm. later down the road too, because you're so scared to make a mistake. You make the mistake because you're scared to make the mistake. Your mind is focusing on it. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's like, it's like I also, driving. You drive to where you, your head is. <laughs> and if your head is focused on not making that mistake, you'll yeah. actually make that mistake. Right? Yes. Well, yeah. It's, that's a great analogy because the worst drivers are the ones that are looking where they don't want to go. You mm-hmm. always look where you want to go. And it's, and you're right. It's, if you're afraid of making that mistake, you're going to steer into it. It's a confidence thing too. And if you're going to be a total asshole to them, they're going to be live in fear of you. You're never going to get good production out of anyone who's okay. afraid of you. They're just coming in to collect the paycheck and they're going to talk behind your back. So it's it uh, also it, reminds me of what parenting used to be like too. the, the like punishment for the, like the hard punishment for a mistake. Um, I think that that's changed a lot as well. What is it? The carrot versus the stick, right? Um, mm. And giving people motivation as opposed to punishment is well, you know, even empowering lots them. Of people who don't think that that's yeah, empowering them is huge. And for me, that, that that's something that my mom really led into me really early. And and that's the way I lead my lead my team. Like at the end of the day, ultimately, it's it's my decision. We lose um, but I try to not make this an absolutely, absolutely half. I don't know. We're having audio issues. Yeah, so it's super glitchy. Yeah, I think your I think your uh, connection's a bit wonky tonight. You've frozen a few times, but we're 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 getting the gist. Oh, just keep interrupting <laughs> you. Oh, you were just playing with us. <laughs> no, I am not with good. Bit. Hey, Lisa. (laughs) I just keep interrupting you because I don't realize (laughs) that you stopped talking. I actually have a decent connection for a change. I'm usually the one freezing. So really, yeah, just relishing the good intro. We all have issues right now. Yeah, too many people online. Yeah. (laughs) Now what? Here's what's hilarious is. We all oh, talk no. and then we all stop. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all three of us are not talking. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I I've been talking for a while, so I'm gonna let you two banter for a little bit because I probably have oh. the worst connection. Well we we like listening to you. You're the smart one. I just sit back and and uh, and I'm just uh your sidekick here. Now I don't know what to say. Um, Lisa and I have been uh, talking a lot lately just about the state of the community and how hard it is not to be around each other because we're really used to it. I mean, I was blessed last year with five conferences in three continents or no, two continents. I didn't go anywhere else but North America and Europe, but this year there's none. Countries, three countries. So here, I'm going to raise my hand as a way to, to, to say I'm ready to talk. Um, I, I, and I can't stay quiet. Typical Andrew, can't shut up. But it's, it's funny that you're at this point. Where's Richard when we need invited. him? Yes. Um, I literally got invited to an in-person large event in October. Oh. And I didn't know how to react. I'm like, whoa, who's October. putting on it? So it's yeah. by infusion. Yeah, and and they're like, worry, you know, if the events get canceled, we'll refund your money. And I was still like, I don't know if I'm ready to like, like, and you know yeah. me, like, I love these conferences, right? Like any anything can get out. But I was like, I don't know if I'm ready to like do it. I love that that we have people. So that tells me I think it's going to come back faster than we think, because if this company is willing to potentially put on a large, huge event. Mm-hmm. Um, I think other people are going to be thinking the same way. So I don't yeah, think it's bad. I, I don't know about that, though, because Facebook has said no for the rest of the year. We're not doing conferences because they do a lot of things 
for, for their community. And, you know, that whole Facebook community, I have a friend that's in that development side of things and they have big events, none. A lot of the, the Silicon Valley giants are saying, no, it's not responsible. It's not coming back. Um, what I find interesting is, is um, scaling new heights is rescheduled until um, September. They were supposed yeah. to be around this time in St. Louis and now they're, they couldn't get their venue for September. So they're having it in Atlanta in September. I'm a bit skeptical that Joe's going to pull that one off and for a variety of reasons. One is that I'm not sure, like I've been to scaling. It's, there's a lot of people there. It's a big conference. Um, also, Georgia is one of these states that hasn't taken COVID very seriously. They were one of the last states to close down. Um, they're back already. Pretty much, they're allowing lots of people to go out there. I'm not convinced that they could legally, morally, or I don't think they're going to physically be able to do it for September. Um, so I, I can't see Infusion Shop soft pulling it off. Maybe it's wishful thinking. Where, where is it? Because um, it really it does depend on where. If you were on a desert island somewhere and you tested everyone on the way in, I think you could pull it off. It's somewhere in the states, somewhere down south. Yeah, um, I can't remember. Right, um, I can't yeah. remember exactly where it was. One of the southern states somewhere. I can't remember. Because Intuit has meant no mention of of QuickBooks Connect this year, and that's kind of what Lisa and I were talking about. Is that it just doesn't seem this is going to be the year without conferences? Mm -hmm. And I've been yeah. hearing that not just for the accounting world, but um, all kinds of industries are are not yeah. going to have trade um, shows this year. Like places like Vegas In are addition, hating I, I life. Well, quite frankly, beyond beyond COVID, I had doubts as to whether there would be a QuickBooks Connect this year. Anyways, I mean. My my read on this, and I could be wrong, is that Intuit's focus on the accounting community is shifting to a direct-to-consumer model and that their energy and focus on the community is waning. We certainly know that it has been, you know, influencer programs have been dying down, um, budgets have been shrinking, um, but if you look at the bigger picture model, I, I think this, this is a great reason for them to be like, yeah, we're not throwing it because of COVID. But I think, quite frankly, even if there wasn't COVID, it would have been done at a much smaller scale than it was. I mean, I, I, I don't I don't knock them. And I know a lot of people are hating because of the, the QuickBooks Live and all that. I'm personally grateful for having been able to have been there for those heydays. Like, I remember the first time I met you hanging out, you know, in between the two Fairmont buildings with Richard and just like, I mean, Amazing, amazing times for me and amazing experiences for me. I love those. Like, I, I got to get Richard on the show. I, I hope Richard will come on the show because yeah, I mean, yeah we're me, definitely going to get him. He is QuickBooks Connect for me um, yeah. because of the hours that I spent with that guy smoking cigarettes in between the, those two buildings and just having people walking by between those two buildings and random people and amazing conversations like I feel so lucky and so blessed to have been able to be there. And I have so many friendships. Like I met both of you there. Mm -hmm. I've met so many people from my community, so many friends that I am extremely fortunate to have been a part of that. Mm -hmm. But I think that unfortunately those days are numbered. Um, it's just, I think count our blessings that we were there, but I don't, I don't have any expectation that it will continue. I think something else is going to come out of it to replace it, though. Um, I'm sort of the same way. I, I agree with Lisa. Um, Andrew, last week when we had Annie Terry on, remember we talked offline about this, and she had mentioned that Intuit has always had something going on. That was It morphed into QuickBooks Connect, but they've had different sort of – but here's the thing. And, Andrew, you and I have talked about this numerous times – it's a different into it now. Um, mm. I have a lot of admiration for Zazan Gadarzi, the new CEO. He's, he's um, got a lot of vision and he's got a lot of really positive things going for him, but he's just not that loving, touchy feely community guy that Brad was. Brad mm -hmm. loved, Brad Smith loved community. He loved mm -hmm. being in the community. He loved walking around and talking to people. Zazan showed that in his in the final year that brad was there that was to me was one of the most special quickbooks connects ever when you had brad and Suzanne hanging around all the time and for you and i andrew 
obviously we had some pretty amazing memories with Lilette and and Diane Lucas on in the front row there and some of the interviews but as soon as Brad left the community it seemed that a little bit of the community left with him now that he's you know he's on doing his next adventures it's just a lot of the heart yeah yeah. And I'm not saying Cezanne doesn't have a heart. I think Cezanne's no. got a lot of amazing qualities. And I've spoken with a lot of people who've known him for years. And okay. they say he's not Brad. He's a different kind of passionate guy. He's not as in touch with his, his you know, the emotional I side. As, I don't even know if it's or, that so much as like Brad, in my opinion, was just so immediately warm and yes. welcoming. yes he was the one who always like I remember meeting him for the one first time and I was absolutely yes. like what is even happening right now yeah. like he just was like just so immediately yeah. warm and welcoming I just think that um Sasan doesn't yet I don't know if it'll happen maybe or not but he's not as forthcoming with the love um as Brad has always been so yeah, he was mentored by brad so i think he tries and and really yeah. andrew when, when we saw him up club uh, up close and and personal in in 2000 was that 19 18 he was i saw a fun side to him and i saw that passionate side to him it's just a, it's a different focus now i don't think you're gonna see that side of it and i'm with you lisa when i the first time i saw brad speak was in 2015 in san jose i didn't even know who this guy was and two minutes into his speech, I thought, holy shit, this guy's compelling. Uh-huh. You know, he's, yeah. I can't name five CEOs that I look up to. I mean, people will go, oh, Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. But Brad Smith is by far one of the coolest CEOs I've ever seen. And I'm fortunate to have met him, spent time with him and had conversations with him and met his wife. And, you know, I follow, we're Facebook friends. Remember he said that in 2015, he said, you know, send me a friend request. I take, I accept them all. You'll be bored. I talk about my family and my wife and my, you know, my travels a lot, but I'm kind of just an everyday guy. And and he, he is, but then he'll say, Oh, check out my new uh, place in, you know, South Carolina on the ocean. And it'll show you what it's really like. And then you get, okay, you know, humble, but you know, doing well for himself and earns every penny that he's, he's made. He's amazing. I think also from my perspective is, I think that there's a lot of pressure for Sasan to show that he's different yeah. from Brad. Mm-hmm. Right? He's the new incoming CEO. He has to prove himself, and not only prove himself, but prove that he's different from Brad. So I think that that, that creates a different dynamic. I, you know, when we sat down and had that conversation with him front row, he is a very personable guy. Like, and he's like, I could definitely see me like very different from Brad. Brad is a little I, bit more I, of I, we a hear you. Oh, there you are. We didn't see touchy it. My, my phone, my camera, my camera's running out of batteries or something. Uh-oh. So I have to keep like turning it off and on. Uh, but he's, he's that really like open, you know, touchy feely guy. And Susanna's is just like, he's a completely different guy. Like to me, he's like, Brad is like one of like the locker room, like, or sorry, I should say Sasan is like around. one of the locker yeah. room, like cool. Yeah, but regardless cool though, dude, like, what- the thing, the thing to me though, is that we don't, um, this community is one of the most welcoming, warm communities on its own. I don't actually believe that we need, um, a huge entity to make a conference like I, I think we just do it ourselves now and if we want that connection then we make that connection that perfect example. well on that note and since so like, we're almost to the end we have that virtual conference coming up it's mm-hmm. it's in lieu of the vancouver conference which was supposed to be june 8th and 9th so they're having it into canada's having a virtual conference on june 9th meant to now i was thinking why don't we have a pre-con the night before hank go hang out and, and get loaded together maybe play some music i don't know we could do a zoom session the night before yeah. maybe are you signed up for that andrew i am signed up for that well then you know get, make sure your batteries are charged and shit we can stay up <laughs> till four in the morning <laughs> and just kind of do it up and we can you know lisa you'll be there of course and mm-hmm. i don't know i think i was thinking about that you know over in the bc pro advisor group 
someone posted about it. I think it was Bogdan posted about it. And I just responded to Bogdan. I said, is there a pre-con? So well, it. you know what we did? I just did a, um, a virtual conference that was for the Being Boss um, podcast. And I don't, I think the scale in terms of like numbers was probably a little smaller, but they had a happy hour after the conference was over and it was, well, we can do that it too. was amazing. Yeah, we it was great. We can do that too. And you sneak, sneak away for smoke breaks and, you know, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think we should do it. Oh, I hear the music. That's, that's uh -oh. the sign. But stick around, Lisa. Around, yeah. yeah. Well, so time I, flies I when it. you're having so, fun. That was good. That was Absolutely. really fast. Thanks for coming, Lisa. So thanks again, Lisa and Brad for Thanks joining. for having me. We'll be back again next week um, with Hopefully some more fun guests. Surprise. Um, just to drop some hints. Yeah, we've got some big names who have confirmed. We can't say who, we can't say when. Big, big name. But big news is coming, and we will share as soon as we can. Bye, Bye guys. See you next week. Bye for now. See ya.